Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello and welcome to the Presence Podcast. I'm Rick and thanks for being here listening to episode number 114. Tonight I have time to reflect, write, and read. I wonder, dear listener, how much you notice the difference from when I record this extemporaneously. My goal each night is to reserve time to write, but this doesn't always happen. As I promised before, I will stop talking about the weather when this chilly spring departs and the normal warm spring finally arrives here in central Ohio. Well, it didn't arrive today at all. The good news is that the way things have been going, the rain today could have been snow. Instead, it was just chilly and raw. Low 50s, a breeze, and steady rain. Yuck! Time for sun, warmth, and spring. It's about time for that, I should say. It was a tricky day, temperature-wise, as my classroom, which only has the opening of windows to generate airflow, was in that in-between place. It was stuffy and warm with all of the windows closed, but it was cool and windy when even one of them was opened. (sighs) Regardless of the lack of finely tuned temperature, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open today to notice where, when, and how I experience God's presence. Come with me to the aforementioned classroom, slide into one of the uncomfortable desks, and I'll share with you my experience of today. The most significant GPM, or God's Presence, moment of today was during my sixth period sophomore religion class. This school year, I've been teaching four sections of freshmen and just this lone section of sophomores. Teachers listening will know that having just one section of a class is both a blessing and a curse. The curse is that it's sometimes hard to put a lot of effort into planning a lesson you'll only do once, unless, of course, you'll be teaching the same course next year, And then you put in effort and have to wait an entire year to be able to use it again. The blessing, though, is that the teacher doesn't have to be concerned with keeping the class period in sync with other class periods. So this leads to greater flexibility in the content covered, the pacing, and so forth. And for other reasons, this particular sophomore class has been unique. They are after lunch, so the 27 students often come in with much noise and energy. Yet, when it comes time to settle into the five minutes or so of mindful meditation with which we begin each class period, this bunch makes this transition smoothly. I'm often impressed by the contrast between the motion and activity they have collectively when entering the classroom and how quickly and seamlessly they slide into quiet and stillness. I'm grateful they can do this as it leads us into a better time of our prayer and then whatever the lesson is for the day. Today, I felt God's presence in the time of meditation, and especially in what we did next. A major focus of this part of our learning has been engaging in exegetical reflection and discussion of the Gospel of Mark. This is a good one of the four Gospels upon which to focus, as it is the shortest, the earliest one written, and the template Matthew and Luke used in writing their Gospels, And the pacing of Mark is rapid and with much action and activity by Jesus. For the non-biblical scholars out there, exegesis is a funny-sounding word that is really a straightforward concept. Using tools like a biblical commentary to take a close read of a text in order to analyze the meaning of it. A month or so ago, the sophomores got into groups to which I assigned a section, usually a chapter, of Mark's Gospel, 
upon which to perform exegesis. These groups wrote about the findings. Their classmates read these writings, and then they responded via an online platform. The final step was for each group to lead a class discussion on what was expressed through the written steps I just described above. Today's group did well in their discussion. The four girls who led it were quite prepared. The classmates they called on to expand on what they'd previously written were thoughtful and engaged. I felt God's presence not just in the content of our discussion about Jesus, as his story is told by Mark, but especially in how skilled my students were in engaging this type of discussion. One of the greatest joys I've had as a parent is stepping back and watching my two children interact with each other without my involvement. I felt like this today watching my sophomores enthusiastically and thoughtfully talk about a text written nearly 2,000 years ago, but still very much alive and relevant today. Two final interesting things regarding Mark's gospel. You'll recall that since most early Christians were illiterate, their interaction with all of the biblical writings was by hearing them read or proclaimed. We've been watching via YouTube a performer dramatize Mark's gospel word for word in a one-man performance. It's quite engaging and a great way to hear and experience this gospel. I'll post a link to one chapter, the chapter that we discussed today. This link will be posted on the Facebook page for the podcast. And there's no better day than tomorrow for watching or reading Mark's gospel, as tomorrow, April 25th, is the day the church celebrates his feast day. So honoring this first gospel writer by delving into his text, which remains vital and important across the centuries, is a fantastic and hopefully fruitful endeavor for tomorrow, Wednesday, the 25th. So how well do you know Mark's gospel? When was the last time you read it or heard it proclaimed? And what's stopping you from picking it up now and engaging with it once again? Thanks. Thanks for listening, and blessings and peace to you.